0: Welcome back to another episode of Locked On Chiefs. I am Chris Clark. He is Ryan Tracy up in the right-hand corner, if you can see us on YouTube. And that is Matt Derrick from Chiefs Digest up in the left corner. Thank you all for listening. We really do appreciate it. We appreciate you making us your first listen at Locked On Chiefs. We really do appreciate that. Kansas City won 42-21 to in a game that really started out very odd. Zero to zero at the end of the first quarter. Matt, uh, how did you feel that this game started out?
1: Yeah, not, not a, anywhere close to what I expected. I mean, certainly thought that with what the Chiefs did to the Steelers just a few weeks ago, that they would mm-hmm. be able to come out and, and handle things pretty easily, um, and the offense struggled. I mean, there, there was certainly a, – a, took them a couple of drives before they got any any action going, and, and when the, the, the Chiefs had the turnover that the Steelers got on the board, I mean, that certainly looked ugly at that point. Um, but after that, it was all Kansas City. Uh, the defense really never let up. I mean, certainly the, the Steelers in the second half got a couple of drives going, maybe a little bit of action going at the end with some backups out there. Um, but uh, once once the Chiefs got in playoff mode in those six straight possessions with getting touchdowns on the board – um, I mean, that's by by. Hey, by the end of the third quarter. I mean, you were certainly at this point, starting to look and see what this team's going to do against Buffalo because that's that's going to be an attractive matchup. If with the performances that these two teams are coming off of this weekend, really looking forward to seeing what kind of show they can put on next week.
0: And uh, really quick, Ryan, I just got to say this to Matt: How much did you enjoy that Allegretti touchdown, Matt?
1: You know I love that, <laughs> that, that, uh, touchdowns. That's what you know us. Free <laughs> offensive linemen, we live for.
0: Sorry about that. I mean, that's exactly hey. what I was. That's exactly why I asked.
1: Yeah, you're a three hundred pound guy like me. You live vicariously through 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 a for a Nick <laughs> Allegretti. I mean, absolutely. The fact that that was the fourth read on the play. I uh, mean, come on. I mean, yeah. Give it give it up for the big guys. I hey, I, I wish Wiley had gotten it because uh, you know Wiley knows practice that play a few times. He's had a few others that he's practiced, but. Hey, when, when Nick can come off the bench and get that touchdown, yeah, I'm he gets serious consideration for the game ball.
2: You know everything's <laughs> rolling when that happens in a playoff game. When you're
1: game touchdowns and your offensive <laughs> lineman are catching passes, yeah, you're having a good time. Yeah, and folks, right, don't alarm- be
2: alarmed. This is rock chalk. This is not Bills blue. Um, I'm just on location scouting the Cardinals for an eventual matchup uh, down in Phoenix. So don't don't be alarmed.
0: Well, there you go. I will say this. I did love – the one thing I really loved about that play, the goal line play to Allegretti, was watching Allegretti just throw T.J. Watt to the ground. Uh, don't get me wrong. It was great watching him catch the ball, but to see what he did to T.J. Watt on that play was awesome as well.
1: Yeah, throws <laughs> him to the ground, just kind of just, just gingerly strolls into the end zone, the to, to stand there as the – you know, the decoy option. And then the ball comes his way and he makes the play. Mm -hmm. Um, And, you know, and Mahomes had mentioned that they practiced that play during the week. Uh, And once again, I mean, like I said, I mean, Allegretti was supposed to be the fourth option. And you saw, I mean, Mahomes looked a lot of different ways before he he got to Allegretti. Um, And and they said that during the week, during practice, it worked out the same way. So, hey, you practice it. That's the way it happens sometimes.
0: Ryan, when we look at this game in 42-21, obviously Kansas City allowed a defensive touchdown. Uh, that's something that they got to get cleaned up for next week. But what really stood out to you in this game?
2: You know, at the end of the day, it felt like Matt said earlier, when it got clicking, it got clicking. and You saw what we've all been kind of waiting for the last, I don't know, six, eight weeks for it to really just put the hammer down and bury a team that they should, much like they did the last time that they, they beat the Steelers. And we haven't seen enough of that in between. But I will say this. It felt like the play call early, the first quarter, was just a little too cute, a little too, hey, we have the capability to do this, so we're going to put it on film and make you study it. When I just felt that they should just buckle down, run straight at them, throw basic play action from under center, and keep things simple. And I felt that's part of what bogged them down.
0: You know, looking at this game, I think the thing that really stands out to me is Jarek McKinnon got going. That was a big surprise that he was the one that got the start. Darrell Williams is usually a starter. He's been banged up. uh, And he had a fumble in this game, which really cost Kansas City, like I said earlier, with the fumble return for a touchdown. But Jarek McKinnon played a pivotal part in this game throughout the game. Matt, what did you see from him?
1: Yeah, I mean, this is the Jared McKinnon that we saw during, you know, we've talked about it, during June, July and August during OTAs and training camp. And it really seemed like McKinnon could be a chess piece for Andy Reid. I mean, you saw the speed, you saw the elusiveness, and, and he just has a he's a different flavor back from the other guys. Um, you know, every one of those guys, Clyde, Daryl, I mean, even with Derek Gore you now playing a role they're all a little bit different and and McKinnon just has a, a bounce and an elusiveness that I, I don't think that the other guys all necessarily have. And and his ability to, especially in the passing game, I mean, that's something that's always been there and it was, you know, missing from him for a long time because it's been four years since he's had this kind of game. You know, when he was back with Minnesota and before he got the big contract with San Francisco, You know he had almost a thousand yards, you know, yards from line of scrimmage back in 2017. I mean, he's had this in him, but the injuries, you know, just took quite a toll on him, and he's had to come back a a long way. But you saw that. I mean, we saw it, and 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 I was just really surprised early in the season that, you know, that the offense didn't really seem to figure out how to get him involved, Um, and then he gets injured on top of that. But you've seen the last two weeks. I think that you know just what kind of a spark plug that this guy can be. Um, at his age and at this point in his career, I, I think it's too much to ask for him to be a featured back. But he's the guy who can absolutely fill in for you during a short period of time. I think he's absolutely still a guy that could give you, you know, six to ten touches a game, and and just give you these kind of you know moments. And um, I, I, to me, it was it was really impressive. And the one thing that's really impressed me even from the very beginning about McKinnon is just his toughness. I mean, and you saw it again tonight. Um, he took a licking repeatedly and bounce right back up. I mean, you know, we, we've talked about, hey, what was it? There, you know, De'Anthony Thomas used to be the toughest guy, pound for pound, on this team. I think McKinnon would be right there in the ballpark because he's a, he's a little dude, um, but he's not afraid to take a pop. And you saw him you know, do that against the Steelers a couple of times tonight, get right back up and go back at it again.
0: Yeah, and he's a guy that I think he can carry the load for four games, and I like what he brings to this team because it's something that they haven't had. His ability to get to the edge, and with the speed that he has to get to the edge – really opens things up. And then when you have Tyreek Hill and Michael Hardman and Travis Kelsey taking defenders downfield, giving him a pass in the flats allows him 10 to 15 yards to get going. Uh, good luck with the defense being able to stop that. When we get back, we do need to talk a little bit about the first quarter and the way that this game started. But I do want to talk about our friends over at Bilt Bar. If you've not checked them out, please go in and check them out. It is a new year. So that means New Year's resolutions. If yours is about getting fit or eating healthier, make sure you include Built Bar in your plan. Built Bar is the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar, maybe even better than a candy bar, and that is very accurate. Built Bars are covered 100% in chocolate. Most Built Bars contain 130 calories, 4 grams of sugar, 4 net carbs, and 17 grams of protein. Compare that to a candy bar, which has usually 240 calories, 30 grams of sugar, and dozens of net carbs. Even if you're not a huge fan of working out, you can at least eat something that tastes good and is good for you. That way, when you enjoy a delicious Built Bar, you can almost count it as a workout. Go to Built.com and use promo code LOCK15. You'll get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at Built.com. Now, Ryan, when we get back and start looking at this game, you talked about it. When they started the game in the first quarter, it looked like they weren't really in sync. Uh, They were getting a little cute on offense. But then everything changed. One of the things that's always stood out to me with Mahomes is no matter how the game goes, you never see him lose his composure. What did you see from him in the second quarter when they started taking over?
2: It really seemed to me that you see the extension of what we've seen some of the other greats do. Um, you know The famous lines that Tom Brady always comes up with uh, about how everyone's against him and they need this motivation. I think Patrick's a more physical player. And so when he gets off on one of those runs where he hits a big with his legs, I feel like that fuels him a little bit and gets him not just the fact that, that he's performed, but I think it sharpens him some, and I thought we saw that tonight as well.
0: Matt, when you look at this game and you look at how this played out, Patrick Mahomes goes off, throws for five touchdowns, ends up getting a uh, – Travis Kelsey ends up throwing it for a touchdown as well, and one of the things that was talked about after the game, I believe Kelsey said that he was told not to throw the ball to Mahomes. Is that accurate?
1: (laughs) (laughs) That well, Mahomes said that that he was told that Kelsey could not throw the ball to him. Oh, okay, my bad. Kelsey thought thought he got open in the flat, Uh, but he was understood that yes, Kelsey was told that he could not throw the ball to him.
0: Wide open play, though, and the thing that excited me about that play specifically is you look at what they've done. (laughs) Travis Kelsey has run that play—I don't know five or six times that I can think of. He's always run the ball, and it's usually gone for a touchdown. This is a great. Wrinkle that they're throwing in for the playoffs. The Bills now have to prepare for that wrinkle, and there's how many different variations, Ryan, that they you think they can run off this play?
2: Uh, well, there's at least seven more by my account, and I'm sure um, Coach Reed probably has about 18 more that I haven't thought of, so there's plenty.
0: Right, yeah. So when you look at this game, Ryan, what really stood out to you the most?
2: I thought the big thing for me on the defensive side was that we saw the intensity from the get-go. We saw the, the swarming t- Mentality. Everybody running the ball. Everybody getting in on the tackle. We didn't see the blown tackles that we've seen the last couple of weeks. Yes, there were a couple of misses here and there, but you know the other team gets paid as well. And so I think that it was much more on the fact that they made a couple of nice plays rather than a, a lack of focus and a lack lack of intensity that we've been kind of concerned about this team for a little bit. Um, they generally conserve themselves until this point. You make the playoffs and you flip the switch. And I think what was satisfying not only for the fans but reassuring to all of us that have to cover this team is very much feels like they still know where that switch is and they know how to flip it.
0: And Matt, when you start talking about flipping the switch, Patrick Mahomes, five touchdowns over 400 yards, what? 31 completions on 39 passes or 31 completions on 40 passes, uh, almost 75% completion percentage or over 75%. uh, He had himself a game tonight.
1: Yeah. I think it was what five touchdown drives and an 11 and a half minutes of game time. Yep. Um, I mean, that that is the Patrick Mahomes postseason that we've come to know and appreciate. Um, it's not the first time he's done it. I mean, we've seen this team be able to just absolutely pour on teams in a moment's notice. Um, it felt like the it,
0: Texans game part two, right?
1: It felt like the Texans. It felt a little bit like the you know Super Bowl against San Francisco. You know, that once the team gets going, there's just no slowing them down. Uh, to me it was the the composure and discipline I thought on both sides of the football I think the the defense I felt played with that the entire game I mean you really didn't see any let up even though I was surprised I'm surprised to see the Steelers get to 21 points Um, at the same time I mean you know I think that there was maybe a little bit of lifting off the accelerator in the second half and and the Steelers I think absolutely did a little bit better job of executing I mean Ben probably made some of the Better throws that he had left in the tank in that second half. Um, you know, they certainly executed on a couple of plays, so give them credit for that. Um, but I think that, you know, overall, I mean, special teams, offense, I mean, I, I felt like that even when the Chiefs made some mistakes, those turnovers absolutely could have cost them. One obviously did with points. Um, but, you know, earlier in the, se- in the season when this team was struggling at times, You know, mistakes were compounding mistakes, and and this time we didn't see it. I mean, you'll only have, I think, three penalties for 25 yards. Um, I thought that overall, I mean, this team played with a great deal of composure and discipline across the board, that when things were going bad, they didn't get down. Um, They stayed with it. They stayed even keeled. And then once things got going, you know, you just saw that what, you know, just deadly precision that this offense can operate with.
0: And really quick, Ryan, before I get back to you, I want to ask Matt one more question because I should have asked this earlier. Any injury updates from this game?
1: Um, none to speak of, um, you know, obviously Clyde did not play. Um, we'll see about next week. I mean, I certainly they'll give it a go again to see, you know, how that shoulder is. Uh, Rashad Fenton was really the big surprise, you know, popping up at the back injury before the game during warm-ups. warmups. Um, that's one to keep an eye on, you know, w- that could keep him out again. We'll, let's see about that one. Nothing popped up during the game. Chris Jones left briefly. I, you know, I believe that he had his helmet pop off. And that's why he ended up having to come out of the game. Uh, but other than that, no, that, nothing during the game popped up. And it's just uh, If I could say popped up one more time, uh, <laughs> just uh, watch watch for Clyde and watch for, for Rashad Fitton this week. Those are the two names to be watching for on the injury report. And really that, this goes to
0: either of you. I just have to ask, did anybody see Daryl come back in after his fumble? I don't remember him being back in the game.
1: I, I don't remember specifically, but I think I, I know that he was at, really at that point was just almost even coming in on some third down plays. So, I mean, he was really essentially just the third down back tonight.
2: I thought that was a good demonstration, honestly, as uh, you know, things are still coming in here late at night, folks. Um, I thought it was a good demonstration of, of what the, the current state of the NFL's running back by committee philosophy is, in that it's not just in a single game, but it's over the last four or six weeks that we've seen this kind of rotation. It's a hot hand. And then that's good to have whoever it has to be. It has to be. And I, I see a lot of folks calling for McKinnon to start and all that kind of thing. It's going to be whoever is gaining the ground that night. And I, I think the Chiefs are very comfortable with it. And I think we all should be as well. Uh, one of the that I wanted to ask is, Matt, is there any kind of common thread that you're concerned with about these these pregame warm up injuries?
1: I really know. I mean, I think that it, probably just in large bad luck. I mean, there doesn't seem to be anything necessarily that's causing them. Um, and, and a couple of these injuries, honestly, I mean, in, in a lot of scenarios, I mean, the Orlando Brown injury, um, another team in another situation might have played through that. Um, you know, it, you know, it, to me, I mean, yeah, it's just... I don't. I think it's nothing more than probably just some bad coincidences. I mean, certainly the Chiefs had a few of them this year, um, but no, I, I don't. I don't. I don't think that there's anything specific. I mean, that you can really put your finger on that's really a, a common threat amongst them, other than just you know some bad fortune for the Chiefs.
0: When we get back, we're going to talk about who gets our game balls, and I actually want to ask each of you what your turning point you thought was in this game. But before we do that, I want to tell you about our friends at Bet Online. BetOnline would like to wish you a happy new betting year as we continue our march through the playoffs and beyond. Kansas City is headed to play the Buffalo Bills on Sunday nights uh, at 5:30 arrowhead time. BetOnline remains the number one spot for the best sports wagering action for 2022 New Year and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50 percent welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code Locked On to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and UFC. Right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet online where the game starts. Ryan, I'll start with you. What was your turning point in this game?
2: It was really just everything starting to click. I, I come back to that, the big Mahomes run, um, getting it with his legs and getting out of that frying pan, uh, really as the start to get everything clicking. Uh, other players stepped up at the same time as well. Um, I don't know that anybody really saw DeMarcus Robinson having a bigger game than Michael Hardman after what we've seen in the last couple of weeks, but he certainly did. And I think that is, together with the performance of Byron Pringle, something that, again, is now you know, wide receiver three by committee. You have to feel starting to, to feel better and better about as we go forward.
0: And I'm glad you bring that up because one of the things that happened in this game before the game started was an inactive that we did not expect. Josh Gordon didn't play. Terese Fountain did get activated. Matt, what do you think? What do you think about that move?
1: Yeah, I thought it was interesting, and, and I, I was certainly curious to see that you know if the Chiefs might take advantage because uh, you know, hey, Reese is a is a pretty big receiver, and and I was very intrigued. There was a play in the first half. Um, where he was at, lined up outside the numbers and uh, was waving at Mahomes, saying, hey, I'm open, and just bolted down the right sideline and would have been open for a big touchdown uh, if Mahomes had looked that way. But he, he didn't. He went a different direction. Um, but I thought they might try and take advantage of, of, of Reese and his size on the outside because we know that the Chiefs, you know, been lacking. And, and Gordon hasn't been that guy that's, you know, been somebody who can go up and get some contested balls. They feel like they can just throw the ball too. Um, Found's got that kind of potential. So I, I, I was curious that they might take some shots that direction didn't really. I mean, he certainly got some, some snaps and they used him in some specific, specific areas. I think that were almost kind of maybe some decoys. Um, this, the Chiefs certainly tonight had a plan for using a lot of pre-snap motion to try and slow down that Pittsburgh pass rush. And, and he certainly played, played a part in that and maybe, you know, was more effective at that than Gordon would be. Um, but there was a lot of guys that were, you know, taking part in that. But I'm curious to see what this is about for the future. I mean, with during the postseason, um, you can use unlimited um, practice squad elevation. So if the Chiefs wanted to, they could certainly be bringing up uh, Fountain or someone else every single week and, and and Gordon continue to be inactive. I mean, we'll see, we'll see what direction this goes. But in the postseason, you got a lot of options now.
0: I'm really interested to see how he ends up on snap counts because I do remember seeing him in there multiple different times. I was really surprised to see him go in when he did uh, because Kansas City's offense really wasn't clicking at that time. And for, to see them put have that faith in him and put him in that position to be a guy that's out there on the field to help uh, really stood out to me. I thought that was something that was very interesting. Ryan, when you sit here and you look at this game, Mike Burton had a big play. Uh, what did? was It a third, It was the third down conversion, wasn't it? Or was it the second? I can't remember. Uh, But he showed Wiggle that I didn't expect him to have.
2: I think people underestimate him. Uh, He is more than uh, um, our second favorite of recent history, fullback in Anthony Sherman, who's a little more straight line, a little more power. Um, I I think Mike is more of a a utility player in that he can can carry the ball a little bit more um, dynamically, let's put it that way.
0: Fair enough. All right, guys, game balls. Let's get to it. Uh, Matt, I will go ahead and give you the first chance at giving a game ball out
1: well there's about eighteen different guys you could probably choose from tonight. There was a lot of great efforts in in every aspect of a game tonight um i do I want to award an honorable mention game ball because i i, I can't can't quite give it to him um, but Traverse Ward drew the assignment for to to travel with Chase Callaypool tonight and did a really outstanding job i mean claypool had I think seven targets three catches for 25 yards didn't hear from him and he had a great big pass breakup uh, i think that was a big big part of the chief's defense was was warden the defense that he played on claypool so there's an honorable mention there really but quick, I'm not...
0: i have to ask you said he traveled because i didn't notice that um, yeah yeah he was okay. he was going that's not something they he... normally do
1: it is not something that they normally do. And he was going from side to side, whatever Claypool was on the outside. If it was on the inside, you know, that was, you still sneed in the slot. But yeah, that was Ward who was drawing the assignment most of the night. Um, but for my game, Paul, I'm not going to overthink this. I, I'm not going to be too creative. All three of us can sometimes be outside the box. There's no thinking outside mm-hmm. the box. Uh, Patrick Mahomes for the second, third, and fourth quarters was just absolutely the Patrick Mahomes that we've all seen. I mean, 30 of 39 404 five touchdowns um yeah the interceptions a blemish but um those second third and fourth quarters i mean that was basically about 30 minutes where the, the guy just played absolutely perfect football uh this is the Patrick Mahomes that we're going to get going forward chiefs are going to the super bowl i mean i mean he should be able to beat buffalo should be able to win the afc championship we'll see what happens but this mahomes you saw tonight is a super bowl quarterback
0: Really quick, Ryan, before we go to your game ball, I just want to say this because it's something that I noticed during the game. A lot of people wanted to give Ward a hard time on Washington and his catches that he had and then the catch for the touchdown by over Hughes. Washington made absolutely fantastic catches on both those balls. Can't be in better position as a corner. Uh, just want to throw that out there. I, I do think you have a fantastic point pointing out. I think Ward played a fantastic game. Ryan, who's your game ball going to?
2: Yeah, well, if Matt hadn't stolen I probably would have gone with war to tell you the truth because it's easy to give it to Mahomes. It's easy to give it uh, to McKinnon. It's easy to give it to Travis Kelsey, who had, I think, a rebound game physically. He looked more like him, his top self than we've seen the last few weeks. Um, so I'm really he happy. He had to a do different that. gear. Mm-hmm. I, 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 didn't I didn't expect him to heavy. get
0: that touchdown. I was very impressed by his gear on that touchdown, on that long touchdown catch.
2: I completely agree with you. But I think at the end of the day, I'll I'll be the outlier and go the other side of the ball because it takes two. They did a good job defensively there until the end. One, uh, I think, generally the whole thing kind of lightened off. Your leading tacklers, LJ Snead, uh, and Legere's put in a solid game without missed tackles. Was in position, was able to be part of that that allowed everybody else uh, to become the focus, point, including Ward, who who was tested and came up
0: positively. And what did you think about those that catch of Washington over Ward? <clears throat>
2: I think James Washington is an underrated receiver, to tell you the truth. They have a nice crew yeah. out there in Pittsburgh. A lot of different weapons that can beat you. At the end of the day, if that's what it did, um, I don't know what the total end game stats were. Um, it was clearly not enough to win, but it was enough that like kept them honest. I think you just have to respect what they were able to do, and that's not doubting anything. I think uh, Washington was 37 yards. I'll take that every week in every playoff game they will hear from here to eternity.
1: Yeah, absolutely. And, and give Big Ben credit. I mean, that was an absolute. That was his best throw of the night. I mean, he mm-hmm. he had yeah, a couple of them, but that was one of the absolute best. I mean, we were talking in the press box. I mean, that was almost classic Ben. I mean, it was you know he doesn't have much left in the tank, but that was one of those throws. It's, and to your point on Sneed, Sneed, you know, if if Alex Okafor doesn't get called for the roughing the passer, put an interception on his yeah. on his spreadsheet too. So that would have just even added to his night.
0: He almost had three, didn't he? I mean, the one that he did catch, that didn't get. They got called back, but didn't he have his hands on two others?
1: He <clears> did. I know. He. I think he had another one that went through his hands, and there was a couple of other balls that were bouncing around that a lot of a lot of guys could have had. Yeah,
0: and one thing that you said earlier, Matt, that I want to point out, uh, you said that the other team gets paid to play as well. I think that really goes into what we're talking about with Ward and wide receivers. Oh, that was Ryan that said that. My that bad. Ryan. I apologize. <laughs> <clears throat> well, you know, whatever. Up, up that way. No, not that way. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> anyway, I will say I'm going to take the easy one. Uh, I know you t- you said Patrick Mahomes. I want to give mine to McKinnon. I think he played a fantastic game. I think that he showed something that Kansas City didn't have at, at the running back position. Uh, I think that he gives them something that they absolutely can really use. Uh, and I think you're absolutely right, Matt. I think he is a guy that isn't going to be your feature back but I think he can be that guy for four games. Um, you're not going to – and you have – if Darrell Williams can be healthy next week, that's going to help you. Uh, Gore being healthy will help you. If Clyde Edwards-Alaire is able to come back, that's going to help as well. Going to be interesting to see how that ends up shaking out. And I also want to throw this out there. Uh, a lot of people were going off on Andrew Wiley tonight. Um, I would almost give him an honorable game ball. I know he struggled, but he was going up against T.J. Watts. I thought he played pretty well, uh, kept him – Kept Mahomes clean for the most part. Yes, he got beat by Watt, but Watt is what top three D end in the league. No, I'm sorry, he's, he's a linebacker. <laughs> he's one the top
2: edge in this league. Let's let's be honest okay. about it.
0: Okay, I won't argue with that. I think he, I know he's way up there. I just wasn't sure I'd put him at one, but fair enough. Uh, I did say this earlier in case you missed it. Kansas City plays the Buffalo Bills on Sunday night at 5:30 Central. Uh, a little bit different, uh, so that's a good thing for them for next week. Guys, you got anything else you want to add?
1: I just, I just want to, once again, you know, I, I love to point this out. And tonight, it's more so, it's easier because, like I said, there was 18 guys that could have gotten a game ball tonight. Just like to point out that tight end had 108 yards receiving, had a big touchdown catch, throws a touchdown, and we're just saying, no, doesn't need a game ball. That's how deep this team is. That's the kind of performance you can put up, and you don't get a game ball.
0: Blame that, blame Ryan because he he blame me, Travis. Don't throw the ball no more. (laughs) (laughs) I will say this: it's very impressive because Kelsey now has seven hundred yard games in the playoffs. He is one behind Jerry Rice, who has eight, who has the most hundred yard games as a wide receiver in the NFL history. Travis Kelsey needs one more game. He said four games in a row where he's been over hundred yards in the playoffs. Phenomenal tight end. I get it. I'm not saying you got to give him a game ball. I'm just saying, <laughs> great game by Travis, and uh, I like what you said earlier. I think he did have a different gear in that in the, on that touchdown. I I thought he slowed down a little bit this season, uh, got a little injured, but I think he came back and uh, in, in is playing very well. So I think that's going to really help Kansas City going forward. Uh, other person I want to throw out really quick, Michael Hardman. I liked what I saw from him on returns. So I also liked what I saw from him when he caught the ball. Uh, he was playing very hard and he was all about fighting for yardage. Uh, and still taking care of the ball.
1: And please, Demarcus
0: Robinson, don't lo- don't give me a loaf of bread again. I just really don't want to see it.
1: And and I think if you had any concerns about Tyreek Hill and his heel, I think he probably put those to rest tonight. Yeah,
0: I would agree with that. Although I will give Marcus Robinson props; that was a great catch on the uh, on the uh, uh, onside kick. So thank you for that. That is going to be it for us today. to Kansas City wins over the Pittsburgh Steelers. Big Ben, thank you for being able to watch you over the last 20 years. Really appreciate that. Uh, Guys, really appreciate you guys being here. Ryan, I hope you enjoyed Phoenix. Matt, I know you will be back later this week, and Ryan will be back to talk to you tomorrow.